We're in the middle of a national identity crisis. Faith, patriotism, and hard work have disappeared, only to be replaced by new secular religions like covidism, climatism, and gender ideology. We hunger to be part of something bigger than ourselves, yet we cannot even answer the question of what it means to be an American. Today, the woke left preys on that vacuum. They tell you that your race, your gender, and your sexual orientation govern who you are, what you can achieve, and what you're allowed to think. This is psychological slavery, and that has created a new culture of fear in our country that has completely replaced our culture of free speech in America. And that is why today I am announcing my run for President of the United States. This isn't just a political campaign. This is a cultural movement to create a new American dream for the next generation. To me, the American dream means you believe in merit, that you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character and your contributions. It means you believe the people who we elect to run the government are the ones who actually run the government, not a federal bureaucracy that grows like a national cancer that is now metastasizing to the private sector. It means that the best ideas win instead of getting censored. It means you don't have to choose between speaking your mind freely and putting food on the dinner table. It means you believe these ideals form the backbone of the greatest nation on earth that the rest of the world still looks up to as its example. Not the Soviet Union in the last century and not communist China in this one either. That is the new American dream. Ask yourself if you believe in these ideals. I think most of you do. I think most of you believe your neighbors do too, though you can't be sure because you don't feel free to talk about it anymore. You might disagree with each other about corporate tax rates or about whether ivermectin treats COVID, but those are details. We still agree on our nation's most fundamental principles. At least most of us do. Yet the goal of the ruling party in this country is to convince us that we are divided. Why? So they can accumulate more power for themselves. Well, you know what? I have a dream that we can be one people again. We have obsessed so much over our diversity and our differences that we forgot all the ways we're really just the same as Americans, bound together by a common set of ideals that brought together a divided, diverse, headstrong group of people 250 years ago. And I believe deep in my bones that those ideals still exist, and I am running for president to revive them. E pluribus unum, from many, one. That is the dream that won the American Revolution. That is the dream that reunited us after the Civil War. That is the dream that won us two world wars and the Cold War. That is the dream that still gives hope to the free world today. And if we can revive that dream over fractious group identity, then nobody in the world, not a nation, not a corporation, not a virus is going to defeat us. That is what American exceptionalism is all about. And that is what we will need to revive to save this great nation. Boom. There you go. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to Road Warrior Radio. You're tuned in live this Thursday, March 9th, 2023 on the one and only Republic Broadcasting Network. And as always, thanks for coming along for the ride. It is a wild and dystopic ride, eh? I am your host, Chris Hinckley. We are all road warriors, those who would esteem ourselves. And while we still have roads and things to drive, you know, that don't drive themselves, we don't have the flying Humvees that DARPA envisioned years ago, at least not that we know of yet, and that Popular Mechanics wrote about some years ago. But here we are, nonetheless. E pluribus unum. I remember when Andrew Breitbart said those words 11 years ago at the CPAC. And um, from many one, the bad guys have a different idea. You know, they have a Genesis 11 kind of idea. This guy seems to have a different take on the subject. So this is, we'll call this day three of Vivek Watch, I think. It's day three or is it day four? It's, you know, one of the two. I mean, we could include last week's day, obviously. But but seriously, what I find most curious is, you know, we've been talking about this guy, and it's interesting. You know, they say any press is good press. It's been provocative 
um, the conversations and things, obviously, some of it fiery. But in all the remarks and criticism, you know, what I find most provocative is the deafening silence of direct criticism of the man himself, not ad hominem, but, you know, a legitimate criticism. He's a, from, from, from most outward appearances, he's a classic overachiever. And, um, so that's interesting who had, you know, first generation American born, um, who has, is very accomplished by his own merits, not part of the political establishment or machine, certainly not generationally, um, you know, a self-made man to to an extent. I mean, obviously, when you are, you know, when you have the help of someone like Peter Thiel that, you know, has advantages, but not without his own merit and hard work. Did you catch the conversation he had with Hugh Hewitt? Hugh annoys me, but... Um, you know, the fast-paced, rapid-fire talking over each other is obviously the opposite of paint-drying. And it's annoying, as far as I'm concerned. You never get a chance to process and really take in what somebody's saying. So that's frustrating. But there were some interesting things along the way. So there's, you know, I don't see the criticism, direct criticism of the man especially his what he calls his vision that he has personally developed as he says and sees it and it resonates i think you know cfr asks can anyone who's not an establishment crony basically make it to the white house history tells us not but who knows that's what they say but i think a lot of what he says resonates i feel like we should replay the his uh, CPAC speech. We're not we're not poking holes in that. We don't. I don't get the impression that when he says things that could be remotely construed, because they're not the same, but if they could be remotely construed to sound like political rhetoric, I think he's pretty clear about coming out and saying what he means. I'm as skeptical and cynical as anyone, but. Again, I'm going to ask, you know, if not him, then who? And if not now, then when? There are some, you know, just some interesting ideas. Speaking of, I mean, this idea of bigness and authority and those kinds of things. Speaking of Jesus, because, you know, that sort of came up yesterday. Are you concerned that he's Hindu? Well, I'm not concerned that he's Hindu so much, um, you know, that I would be if if it was a secret or that he was pretending to be something else. He doesn't seem to be pretending. And um, the image makers... <clears throat> are notorious for creating chameleons out of people who run for office. And they say all kinds of things, and they don't mean any of it, really, just trying to get elected. Nobody exemplifies that more than Joe Biden, obviously. And it really, at some point, you know, all of that just becomes kind of a Marxist-Leninist game that gets played. You must come to power, comrades, first. And then what? Well, I guess then we try to maintain power. It's pretty interesting. You know, the the democratic machine it's really not democratic though. It's authoritarian and it's um, you know, socialist and a lot of other things you know, tells people, we, you know, you want me on that wall, you need me on that wall, but not really. Be better off without it. 
these people who just um, continue to try to find ways to maintain their power and tell people things that aren't true. This guy seems to speak in direct opposition to that. I mean, he says one of the things, first things he's going to get rid of is uh, affirmative action, which is great. Don't we trust that we can all compete on a level playing field despite what guys like John D. Rockefeller say? Well, we've run tests, and great. So you don't mind playing God. You can just play God, and whatever you think is how things should be and how people should operate. We have lost our collective minds in this society. We've lost our minds. We went through a situation over the last three years, supposedly, allegedly, ostensibly fighting an invisible enemy. The real invisible enemy is not a virus. Well, maybe it is in a certain euphemistic sort of sense. But, you know, when we hear that we should give vaccines to children, untested vaccines, we don't know what the long-term effects are to, to young people who are not at risk, period. The likelihood of them, you know, they are the kind of the front lines of battling things historically. They go out and get stuff all over them. Little germ factories, as people say, that's disingenuous but still points valid here and it's a it's a mechanism to actually help and protect the rest of us historically and them so they're not at risk they're very healthy you know as long as we don't fill them full of crud and turn them into little you know autistic lifelong customers of uh, big pharma it's amazing you know if we don't do that they're fine but we were told you know maybe you know it's irresponsible and you hate your it's child abuse if you don't fill them full of all of this nonsense they don't need but it's for the children we're doing it this is we're doing this for the children meanwhile you can go to a place like uh, lifenews.com and see headlines like, um, let's see, Florida can defund Planned Parenthood after judge upholds pro-life law. Michigan Senate votes to implement abortions up to birth. New Mexico Senate passes bill that would allow killing babies in infanticide. Uh, mom refused abortion when told her baby would die after birth. She said, it's not my right to take someone else's life. We are engaged in a struggle for life and death every day here in America. We don't defend life. We don't support life, uh, shall we say, collectively. You know, you can't have a conversation and just people would be horrified at the, at the prospect of someone taking the life of another. But that's what abortion is. It's murder. And even the... You know, pro-life and Christian community gets it wrong because they adopt the straw man argument that has been fed to them by the Tavistock contingent. Life begins at conception. No, it doesn't. God says, I knew you before the foundation of the world. He numbered all of our days when as yet there were none. He numbered every hair on our head. And that was before conception. And that's why uh, when Darwin wrote The Origin of Species, and as a friend reminded me, once again, I see, I don't understand why this isn't a, a conversation. Speaking of um, directed talking points and straw men, why don't we talk about the full title on The Origin of Species by means of natural selection, Oxford comma, meaning this or that, or the preservation of favored races in the struggle for life. Wait a minute. So you're telling me if natural selection isn't going as fast as maybe whoever considers themselves a poobah, somebody like John D. Rockefeller, 
then they just take it upon themselves. I have the divine right of kings because, you know, we are of better stock. We don't have to trace our lineage back to the house of David anymore for divine right of kings. We're just going to say we are of better stock and therefore, what are we all, dogs? Maybe. Dog fooding is a term. Speaking of which, remember, there is the article that says that the Bill Gateses and the Steve Jobses, they don't dog food. Maybe there's a clue in there somewhere. Remember that article? I've mentioned that a time or two. Industry insiders don't use their products like we do. It's popular science. Back in 2018, that should worry us. Steve Jobs didn't let his kids use iPads, and maybe we shouldn't either. Hey, that reminds me. Guess who doesn't have a smartphone? Do you know who doesn't have a smartphone? Yuval Noah Harari, as of 2021. Yeah, or Julie. <laughs> I wonder why. The guy who says, you know, the future is going to be, you're going to be making minds and brains and bodies. He sounds like, well, you know, he sounds like a Renfield to Nosferatu, um, Klaus Schwab himself, you know. We're watching a Bond um, thriller and a supervillain, the arch supervillain and his Renfield. Why are, why are these people even – this is evidence of what's wrong with our society, that we would, anybody would listen to these crazy people. So the full title on the origin of species by means of natural selection or the preservation of favored races in the struggle for life. Now, what do you suppose that means, the preservation of favored races in the struggle for life? Who decides what, what a favored race is? You know, if that, if anything ever sounded racist, it sounds like the title of Origin of Species, the preservation of favored races in the struggle for life. Is it a social Darwinist struggle? What What is this struggle exactly? So this is why when cousin... Francis Galton, you know, the guy who coined the term eugenics, the, the modern incarnation of it anyway, because it, it dates back to at least Plato, obviously. But this is why he wrote cousin Charles Darwin and said, congratulations, cuz, I'm paraphrasing. You have freed us from the theological argument that all life is precious, indeed priceless in the eyes of God. And so now we can just tell people, hey, you're biologically inferior. Clearly we are of better stock. And so, you know, since you're biologically inferior, you should die. Therefore you must die. And people will adopt that. And they have. That was the coup. And Francis Galton wrote to Charles Darwin about that. And here we are now. Life begins at conception. No, it doesn't. We're not animals. Man was created a little lower than the angels. And he is special in the eyes of God. There's a character that doesn't cotton to that, and he's been doing his best to steal, kill, and destroy ever since. But be that as it may, man is still created in God's image. And when we start thinking that way, it changes everything. Anyway... I think this gets back to a sentiment that was, uh, you know, patently American. And I think Vivek has that idea. Yeah, he's Hindu, but, you know, he's hired, what's his name, um, Rex Elsus and the the Hitler Youth. They're, they're Christians, right? <laughs> Strategy group. Not the progressive or the, you know, the other strategy group but the conservative strategy group both of them have offices in ohio that's interesting isn't it anyway stick around we'll be right back after this short break
Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Welcome back. I said that I would get to the three points yesterday. I need to do that. It's important. We gotta we gotta talk about that. But you know, first we gotta understand what we believe. Bertrand Russell, you know, the Poobah, Mr. Brain himself, wrote in the Impact of Science on Society that a, you know, in a scientific dictatorship essentially 
people will not be allowed to know how their opinions are generated. And we live in that society. Most people have no idea why they think they think what they think or why they believe what they think they believe. And they don't know what they believe. I still maintain that uh, we are predominantly Gnostic in this society and don't know it. It's the Hellenistic influence, Western esotericism. You can look at the uh, Wikipedia entry for Western esotericism and see, gosh, that looks very familiar. A lot of that sounds very familiar, huh? And we've been creeping that direction as the Alice Baileys and the Lucius Trusts have been, you know, hinting just be behind the curtain. Anyway, the problem with this social Darwinist nonsense is it's a cancer. It's a, it's a cancerous addiction that feeds on itself and enough is never enough to technocrats. People are beans and in planned societies, resources are always scarce because they're engineered to be that way. That's how it works. So, um, you know, when that happens, this is what happens. Can we play that please? costs and a lack of willingness to say you know is spending a million dollars on that last three months of life for that patient would it be better not to lay off the those 10 teachers and to make that trade-off in medical costs but that's called the death panel uh and you're not supposed to have that discussion so you why is that why is that humorous to him by the way maybe we should impanel some folks to decide about bill gates last three months of life when when does that start by the way how do we know how do we know what's that commercial with the young lady who skates or whatever what's the drug commercial i i was born with a disability i can only see out of one eye so it's amazing that i can do my own taxes are you kidding i think this is the kind of culture that to me vivek ramaswamy wants to end I don't disagree with anything that I've heard him say, and I don't think that he's being disingenuous. So what's the problem? You know, a, a, a society that is plagued by Marxist victim psychopathy? Who wants that? That is self-destructive, and that's entirely what's planned. I was reading the latest, what is it? It's uh, Oh gosh. What's it called? Well, that's annoying. The intelligence report. What the heck is it called? Remember, hold on. Conflict. Conflict everywhere. Where is it? I apologize. Um, it is. There it is. Politico cares. The latest annual th threat assessment of the U.S. intelligence community. That from the ODNI, Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Ridiculous nonsense. Mark Warner, you know, based on this apparently, Mark Warner says, uh, Mark Warner highlighted profound transformation in national security. We can no longer just pay attention to who has the most tanks, airplanes, or missiles. Right, we have COVID to deal with, and maybe it came from a lab, or maybe it didn't. Anyway, stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can 
handle the truth. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Extendivite is more than just a heart tonic. Most basic diseases are caused by yeast in the gut and metals in the liver, and we all have a bit of both. The garlic in Extendivite has a yeast-killing effect in the gut while also helping the sulfur enzyme in the liver get rid of the metals. Extendivite just may improve your overall health. Products like Extendivite are the only way we are going to get our society healthy. And if you're waiting for the government and pharmaceutical care to solve your health problems, you're going to have a long, disappointing wait, I think. Extendivite is a complete formula for extended life in the new millennium. 80 can be the new 60. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit partdrop.com. Extend your life with Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on long-term food storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. to the three things you know by the way have any of us read Vivek's books uh, you know how many of us are really versed in exactly where he's coming from again I think it's interesting that you know I don't hear much direct criticism and he, he, he seems to be outside of the boundaries of the establishment talking points which makes it difficult i i think he's outside the dialectic quite frankly so he's difficult to pin down but you know what the wordsmiths and uh image makers will find a way if he truly is you know, if that's really what's happening. We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. So the three things. 
You know, speaking of Vivek, again, I mean, so he's in the financial markets. He's spoken, and we've played clips, more than one, about him speaking about the problem with ESG and how it is used essentially as a corporate cudgel to bring boards in line. And the BlackRocks are using their clients' money as leverage to force boards to adopt these ridiculous standards and that is not in keeping with uh, the wishes of the, the real shareholders. That's not something that the actual shareholders are advocating. So that's sinister. And so Vivek starts Strive, and the self-proclaimed mission is to restore the everyday citizens' uh in the American economy by leading companies to focus on excellence over politics. In other words, just make a good widget and make a profit. Why can't we just do that? You know? And if you listen to someone like Peter Burfine, he'll tell you why the social Darwinism and the very, very, in, in simple, I would say plain and simple terms, why the social Darwinism and the cultural Marxism, actually it's cultural, cultural Bolshevism, Bolshevism, we should be honest, because it's violent. It's a social virus. It's going to burn everything down. It's very nihilistic in uh, nature. And then once it's done, the Hellenistic influence will impart whatever it desires on its way out. Imprint that on the tabula rasa in Lamarckian epigenetic sort of fashion. Going around and basically body snatching the whole world. That's what's happening. Resistance is futile. You will be assimilated. It's the Hellenistic impulse revived. So, let's see. The three things. From chapter 10, Hayek's Road to Serfdom. Uh, chapter 10, Why the Worst Get on Top. Quoting Lord Acton, power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Where do we start? Where do we start? There, It's a continuum. It's a continuum. Um, maybe we start here. I think these are good reminders. You know, we must here return for a moment to the position which precedes the suppression of democratic institutions. We've pretty much done that, right? What happened after the, the election? Wasn't there, wasn't there, uh, basically a kind of a military presence that was installed in the nation's capital? Things were fenced off and, you know, looked like a third world country. We must here return for a moment to the position which precedes the suppression of democratic institutions and the creation of a totalitarian regime. In this stage, it's, uh, it, it is the general demand for quick and determined government action that is the dominating element in the situation. Dissatisfaction with the slow and cumbersome course of democratic procedure which makes action for action's sake the goal it is then the man or the party who seems strong and resolute enough to get things done quote unquote who exercises the greatest appeal strong quote unquote in this sense means not merely a numerical majority it is the ineffectiveness of parliamentary majorities with which people are dissatisfied what they will seek is somebody with such solid support as to inspire confidence that he can carry out whatever he wants, dear comrades. It is here that the new type of party organized on military lines comes in. And, you know, that obviously, it's a double-edged sword. So skipping ahead, that socialism can be put into practice only by methods which most socialists disapprove is, of course, a lesson learned by many social reformers in the past but it's again apparently 
not something that gets passed along along in the telephone game, meaning it breaks down in there somewhere. We live in the information age where information can be instant, but for some reason, the social reformers of the past who learned that lesson way back there don't seem to be able to pass that message way up here to the present instantaneously. Why is that? Is there something that is trying to hinder or impede that message from getting through? The old socialist parties were inhibited by their democratic ideals. Exactly. They're not hypocrites. They did not possess the ruthless, uh, ruthlessness required for the performance of their chosen task. It is characteristic that both in Germany and in Italy, the success of fascism was preceded by the refusal of the socialist parties to take over the responsibilities of government. We're not authoritarians. We're not totalitarians. They were unwilling wholeheartedly to employ the methods to which they had pointed the way. They still hoped for the miracle of a majority's agreeing on a part on a particular plan for the organization of the whole of society. Others had already learned the lesson that in a planned society the question can no longer be on what did a majority of the people agree, but what the largest single group is whose members agree sufficiently to make unified direction of all affairs possible. Or if no such group large enough to enforce its views exists, how it can be created and who will succeed in creating it. Well, if you have a group of social misfits, rejects, and dropouts, and you can unify them, what could possibly happen? And have you infused them with uh, some kind of, you know, Bolshevik revolutionary spirit of victimhood? This gets back to the clip that I wanted to play. Um... You know, the the Hollywoodism, how the Jews invented Hollywood. What's what's applicable here is that uh, they brought with them a victimhood psychopathy, whether they realized it or not, intentional or otherwise. It's infused in early Hollywood and later, obviously, because turns out, you know, Bruckheimer and Simpson are like, yeah, man, that's a, that's a that's a movie right there. But then you read about that in Hosea four. So, and then a little further on, you read, "My people perish for lack of knowledge." So maybe we should understand what's happening here. The question can no longer be on what do a majority of the people agree, but what the largest single group is whose members agree sufficiently to make unified direction of all affairs possible, or if no such group large enough to enforce its views exists, how can it be created and who will succeed in creating it? You know, it's interesting. Contrary to what someone like Vivek Ramaswamy says, uh, we are seeing, you know, we, 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 we hear, uh, in the in the media coverage, especially in certain uh, corners, but really everywhere, you know, this includes Fox. This includes, and uh, apparently it sells. Obviously, it must because if it didn't, it wouldn't be pushed. And I suppose here's a good place to say thank you for your support of the network, because without your support, this network would not exist obviously and um that frees hosts from the tyrannical grip of you know what sells basically so thank you for supporting the network if you if you uh are interested in doing that and you haven't yet don't yet go to republicbroadcasting.org you can see all kinds of stuff there's the donate button in the main menu on a desktop, there's the thing at the top there. Instructions for giving are found here, the little link, and there's also one in the left sidebar there. So thank you for that.
you know, we hear about this crazy – speaking of uh, RBN, there is this headline that you can see right up there at the top today. Biological male receives award during International Women of Courage ceremony at White House with Dr. Jill. Dr. Jill got her doctorate in a Cracker Jack box, but you know what? She's a doctor. In Argentina, Alba Rueda is a transgender woman who, that's an oxymoron, by the way, who was kicked out of classrooms, barred from sitting for exams, refused job opportunities, subjected to violence, and rejected by her family. But if the face of these challenges, but in the face of, it's supposed to be in, in the face of these challenges, she worked to end violence and discrimination against the LGBTQ plus QI, you know, AI, right? Because it's going there eventually, as people have observed. In Argentina, Joe Biden gave the man a kiss as he received his Woman of Courage Award. And so you can see the video. Anyway, this is what this is what makes news. Does this represent any sort of majority? No, absolutely not. But, I mean, this is Hayek's words come to life. The question can no longer be on what do a majority of the people agree, but what the largest single group is. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, see, that's the thing. I mean, so it's International Women of Courage, which is ridiculous anyway. Women are all courageous. By nature, it's redundant. But seriously, International Women of Courage ceremony, and you're going to... I mean, women should be outraged. If it's even a thing, really, it should be ignored. It's disgraceful. It's disgraceful all the way around from start to finish. But the point here is, as Hayek observes in Chapter 10, why the worst get on top of the road to serfdom... The question can no longer be on what do a majority of the people agree, because clearly a numerical majority you cannot find in America that says, you know, this is definitely a great thing. We should all be doing this. You won't find it. Not because people don't care, but, you know, this is it's it's aberrant and deviant. So the question is, you know, what the largest single group is who whose members agree sufficiently to make unified direction of all affairs possible or if no such group large enough to enforce its views exists, how it can be created and who will succeed in creating it. This this moniker of LGBTQIA plus 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 XYZ P, you know, this is not real. As many folks have observed, this is not a real community the lgbtq plus whatever it's not a real that's not a thing it's exactly what hayek is talking about and it's being used as a cudgel to browbeat the rest of the population into submission it is the beggar thy neighbor approach which does what i said you know it, it creates the scott adams quite frankly that's what affirmative action does. It's interesting. I said that, and then just a couple of days later, Vivek Ramaswamy says, the first thing we're going to do is, is end affirmative action. Good. Bigger thy neighbor just creates enemies like it's intended to. That's what it does. Seeking benefits for the minority at the expense of the majority does what? Creates resentment and animosity. The minority that takes it feels inferior it's a weird psychological trick where you know you didn't earn it by merit like the vek ramaswamy is talking about it was given to you and you know you're stealing so if you have any conscience in you whatsoever you're going to feel bad and that'll cause a weird projection of uh, resentment and the people from whom it was taken will resent you too because it's, you're receiving an unfair advantage at their expense, obviously. But, you know, the bigger concern here before I get to the three things is um, 
you know, again, where does this end? Where is this headed? And I've mentioned the narcissistic um, personality disorder Wikipedia entry, John in Tennessee. And I talked about this a couple times. Others too, but you know, this from the from the entry, generally the symptoms of NPD, uh, let's see. No, that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, here it is. The DSM-5 indicates that in order to qualify as symptomatic of NPD or any personality disorder for that matter, a person's manifested personality traits must substantially differ from social norms. And I've been asking, what happens when this kind of freak show nonsense is considered normal somewhere. That's where we're headed. Then all of a sudden people who don't agree, oh, maybe you have a personality disorder. Maybe you should be medicated and locked up. Stick around, we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago when warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile oxysilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Standing six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science, analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Call it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic because we're still here i'm not taking the vaccine you bill gates there was a way forward still on january 6th what needed to be done is to object to every single state the covid 19 virus was the setup the vaccine could very well be a bioweapon the patrick and jeremy show Tuesday at 9 Central, and Wednesday at 1 Central. Let's go to the phones and grab Brian in Washington. Brian, thanks for calling. Welcome. Morning, Chris. Morning, Brian. Uh, in honor of your guest tomorrow, uh, a gentleman from the country of India, Aman. Uh, Aman had emailed us and said, 
you know, there is a uh, Richie Allen, a guy of Irish descent in England, a pretty big, big time podcaster, and he is interviewing us, Sandy Adams. We left the link in your chat room, and if you could just play a few minutes of that, I. Uh, Although Sandy can't pronounce communitarianism, she is educating Richie Allen. On RBN Network, we had a Mark Windows, who was a host for several, maybe a year. Uh, he, he has been on Richie Allen several times and has failed to uh, give Richie the encouragement to have Lark on so that we could all find out about communitarianism. I don't know uh, whether uh, Mark Windows is just after feathering his own nest. Uh, that's my suspicion, but regardless, I, I know you got an itinerary today, and you're always already giving up a whole day for tomorrow's show, so I don't want to take any more of your time if uh, it's got a time stamp of a few minutes that we left in your chat room. If you feel like maybe having a perusal of it, possibly play it today. Uh, I'll let you go. I know you got an itinerary today. Um, before before you go, I probably won't get to it today, but um, it sounds interesting. Would you would you mind emailing it to me? Did you already do that? Uh, no, we did not, but we okay. will. I would appreciate that. Also, do you have suggestions? I mean, I would say that your focus would be, you know, that Amon and I talk about uh, communitarianism while he's on. I know that he has the presentation that he does. I don't know what his plans are yet, but, um, you know, I want to dive in a little deeper on some stuff. So do you have a suggestion other than the subject of communitarianism? Well, you never want to ask uh, Brian and Jenna about uh, your living in Montana along with us and all the dead trees. And what Amon is recommending is we need to step outside of the matrix, create our own way of having a currency and a legal system. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with, well, how about dealing with the dead trees everywhere and start farming, utilizing uh, charcoal. Uh, Jenna, Jenna says, can the board op bring Amon in tomorrow? Uh, he says, uh, we, we sent you an email because uh, he wants to, I guess, uh, use uh, it, it, international calls are expensive. So that's, yeah. Uh, we, Definitely. We will, we will send you some questions in addition to answering the one. Uh, okay. So, uh, Great. Let, I'll let you get back to your itinerary today. Thanks so much All right. for the call. You bet. Thank you, Brian. Stick around, folks. Second hour coming up. We'll be right back after this short break. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. <laughs> 